Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Kallenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, Part Two, they examine motives, our tendencies to judge others, and the dangers that lie ahead for God's people so all can have prepared hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Kallenberg. And my name is Susan Kallenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose and our series, The Temple of the Mind, Part 2. And for those of you keeping score, it is program number 35 in the series, The Temple of the Mind, Part 2. Why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? Matthew 7, 3. Susan, I think we ought to pray before yes. we get into this one, huh? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, loving Father in Heaven, we are grateful that um, you provide information for us as as thinking human beings to be able to look at your word and to, dis- to be able to discern whether we are in your word or if we are against your word. And and this is a this is one of those tough ones. We just pray that you will help us to all to see clearer and to pull those beams out of our eyes that we may be um, people who are part of your restoration plan for the planet. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I noticed you said in your prayer, restoration plan for the planet. Yeah. Very good. Um, also, um, you know, I, I jotted something down while while you were um, praying. praying, and because your prayers, they jog things in my memory, and... I wrote down um, addiction and Jesus and principles and 12-step, and what does that have to do with what we're talking about here? Uh, why behold thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? Well, I, I think I, um, I don't think, I know that I love the way that Jesus brings up the things that are probably a basic human condition, character, flaw, that you don't have to characterize yourself as an addict or somebody who's broken, but yet you can have this character flaw that is just taking you down the the the, to the train to nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I once heard someone say, either sin will kill the God in you or God will kill the sin in you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if we're overrun by sin— God kind of goes away. We nail him to the cross until he's finally dead in us. Mm-hmm. And um, however, if God is in us, he will kill the sin in us. And so this is what um, I think Jesus is talking about, because character has to be built. Mm-hmm. You're not born with character. Mm-hmm. And when you're an addict, I don't know about you, but me, I was really good at pointing out the faults in other people. Right. 
well, really I, good at but that. But see, I think that, well, okay, so for me, I was really good at pointing, when I was an addict, I was really good at pointing out the faults in me. Therefore, I was like, okay, well, you know, I know I'm this bad, so I'm just going to keep going because what difference does it make? And then when I got clean and sober, it's like it, the... um the mirror flipped from me to outside of me, right? Uh-huh. And so um, I think it's one of those genetic tendencies and mm-hmm. environmental um, flaws that can um, that are that are inherent in our natures. Mm-hmm. Because Adam was like, "Okay, I ate, but the lady." Mm-hmm. Is it's, it's her she's fault. the one with the yeah. problem, and you are ultimately because you were the one that put her in my life. You set the whole thing up exactly. God. So yeah. it's like that. You know, we we it's like this innate ability to throw the the shade off of us onto somebody else. Uh huh. Yeah, and so and it and it temporarily makes us feel better, right? Uh, which we like, we right. like, right? Um, you know, and uh, so why is it so important that? Jesus is trying to build our characters to where we don't do these behaviors. Why is that so important? Well, because I firmly believe that these bad character traits continue to degrade who we are as human beings, our ability to think and to do what is right um, for other people, as well as to think and to do what is right for us. And so eventually, because you said ability, 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 right. we lose the ability or the capability to love. Right. And, and to receive love. Right. And then, But then we also acquire attributions that are contrary to love. Right. And, and, and heaven doesn't have a little corner of hell in it. No, where some of us could be. Yeah, exactly. Right. So what Jesus is trying to do, it, see, and, and I learned this week, I learned many, many things, but what I really learned was eternal life doesn't have to do with time. Mm, mm-hmm. It's a state of being. Mm, mm-hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and we just think it has to do with time. No, eternal life is a state of being. Either you're in Christ or you're not. And if you're in Christ, all these things that we're talking about, uh, uh, Matthew 7, 3, Why beholdest the mote that's in thy brother's eye? Thou that judgest doest the same thing. See, what's the magnitude of sin that's in someone who criticizes and contemns his brothers? brother? This is what Jesus is stressing here. He's stressing that what whatever we point out in someone else, we have that. And what I think today is so divisive and is dividing the world is everybody has an opinion on everything, Mm -hmm. regardless of what the facts are. Mm -hmm. And that's divisive, especially, I don't have all the facts on every situation, do you? No. Um, Politically, economically, yada, on and on and on, but we've all got an opinion on how to fix that. Mm Mm-hmm. We're not experts in any one of those categories, and those opinions continue to divide as we behold the moat in someone else's eye and ignore the beam that's in our own. Right, I, and so I don't know if there's anything wrong with an opinion. It's it. I think it becomes um, an issue when you judge someone's character by your opinion. Exactly. Right? And so um, I think that, that Jesus is trying to say— um, you know, stop judging someone against what you think is perfection or your standards because you have no idea um, 
you don't you have you just don't have any idea period yeah ex- you know <laughs> exactly well that's where things have flipped our 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 opinions now are not based on facts we begin to attack character right and right. that seems to be the new fad right is to attack their character don't attack what they stand for don't mm-hmm. attack attack their their personal character we don't have the facts on how they were treated when they grew up or what we right. have no facts on only god knows the heart right only god knows the struggles only god knows right we don't right and if, that's why god is telling us not to judge so jesus said in in that verse he says why are you beholding the mote that's in your brother's eye but you don't consider the beam that's in your own eye and his words are describing someone who is swift to discern defects in others yeah and when this person thinks that they've detected a flaw in the character of the life of someone else, they're extremely zealous in trying to point it out. But Jesus says that that very trait of character developed in, is, is, it's un, in this unchristlike work, it's in, it's in comparison with the fault criticizing. It's, it's, it's much larger if you're the critic, then you are the one being criticized. In other words, that's, that's what Jesus is saying. Right. There, there will be no critics in heaven. No. No critics against other people's characters. No. You know, because that, um, you know, we, we, we can never play—otherwise, we're placing ourselves in the place of God, taking over his prerogative and saying, we know more than him, and we know more than everybody else by taking the position that we are— um, you know, judging someone, and it's it's one's own lack of the spirit of patience and love that leads us to make, how do you like this one, a world out of an atom, mm-hmm. right? So we're taking, a, you know, like the, the, the smallest sp- particle, a, yeah, a splinter according to a big old beam. That's the difference that we're making. And those those who have never experienced the contrition of an entire surrender to God, to Christ— don't in their life manifest the softening influence of the love of God. So that's that's ultimately, I think, what it is, is when we are entertaining character traits like this, the character traits of love and a subdued um, spirit and a kind and loving spirit can't begin to take a hold or flourish because we're holding on to those other things that we're so used to. Yeah, you know, and we've talked about brain chemistry and about the active part of the brain gets fertilized by a chemical when it's active, and the inactive part of the brain gets basically pruned away. Right. And so that's why if we're in a pattern of criticizing, we will criticize more and more and more. See, the penalty for sin— is our acceptance of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. And the punishment is that we hold on to it. Uh-huh. We're no longer free, but we right. think we... I remember when I was young, I, I couldn't wait till, till I was 21 to where I could be free to go into the bar and drink. Right. Little would I know that I would be chained to that substance mm-hmm. for 20-something years. Right thinking it's freedom, and that's what the devil tells us. It's free for you can go ahead and do this, or you're free to be jealous, you're free to criticize, you're free to gossip, you're free. Well, no, that changes your brain into that person. Right. And that's not freedom. And so what, the whole point of this whole series that we're doing is um, the temple of the mind is that, um, you know, genetically or whatever, we are, we're predisposed to have this carnal human nature in us 
<clears throat> and God is trying to help us to understand that with his help, that those things can be rooted out of us and replaced with the character that is um, a part of heaven's makeup, mm-hmm. right? Because God's saying that God is not saying, I'm not going to let you, 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 or you in, but I will let you, you, and you in. It's like, who is, who's going to, um, who's going to survive in the environment that is created by God, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just this arbitrary picking and choosing of God. It's whether or not, really, it comes down to whether or not you want to be there. Yeah. Who do you identify with? Right. And what is Satan's your... kingdom or God's kingdom? Exactly. Are you are you light or are you darkness? Mm-hmm. And this being having a critical spirit is so dark. This is the key, right? Because this is worshiping one's own opinion, right? And worship the worship of one owns opinion, one's own opinion. Sorry, is the the um, epitome of idolatry and the epitome of selfishness. Exactly. Right. And so this is a key phrase in the Bible. So once again, what does it have to do with addiction? Because in addiction, I trained myself to be really, really good at this. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I ignored every stunt I was pulling mm-hmm. and criticized everybody else, including God, including the government, including everybody on the planet, because everything was their fault and if I was running thing, things, I could do much better. Mm-hmm. And it came to me, that 180-degree flip, when God <laughs> tapped me on the shoulder and said, Rich, 41 years, your way hasn't worked. Look at you. Mm-hmm. And I finally realized that my way w- hadn't worked. I only had one way to go. Right. Right? And so this is the key to the whole thing. This, And this is why in addiction, we learn to unlearn mm-hmm. these traits right, so that we can be free. Right. We identify what leads us down a path of self-destruction and then get tools in order to um, change the character, right? So God's not just going to say, oh, you want to be a child of God, uh, um, shazam, you're, you know, you're, I'm yeah. gonna, um, you're changed. It has to be your choice. Yeah, it has to be a choice, and you have to actively participate in mm-hmm. it. It's not just going to... Um, it's not just going to happen and things aren't going to be rosy and beautiful and perfect. In some ways it is, but in reality it isn't. Then so, God, God's ideas become your ideas, right. and you're participating in your recovery. Right, because you're relieved of the, of the um, madness that mm-hmm. you partake in. Yeah, and once that's identified, because it has to be identified in you, and that's what the Holy Spirit does, it identifies in you, the, the madness that you're participating in, mm-hmm. and then you proceed with its leading on how to correct that, and next thing you know, become free, freer right. and freer mm-hmm. and freer. Um, and so according to um, Jesus, the person that indulges in a censorious spirit is guilty of a greater sin than the one he accuses because he not only commits the same sin, but he adds Conceit and censorship to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Jesus is the only true standard of character, and the person who sets himself up as a standard for others is putting himself in the place of God. It's like what we were talking about mm-hmm. um, uh, earlier, because in John five twenty two it says, God has committed all judgment to the Son. 
So whoever presumes to judge the motives of, of others is again usurping the prerogative of the Son of God. Very and, and and not only that, but Jesus says, I don't judge anybody. So it's it's our own actions that pronounce whatever comes to us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and that exactly and we go back to the Garden of Eden once again. Look how wrong Adam was when he made his first call. Right. After he had sinned. Mm-hmm. He blamed the woman and God. Mm-hmm. It was neither one of their fault. Right. That's what happens. We get this and you know, and so what what what's going on now is is God is trying to teach us loyalty to a person, mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. But some of us, you know, and, and it's a tendency, we get we get converted, we we all of a sudden we become really loyal to doctrine, we become mm-hmm. loyal to the rules, mm-hmm. and we place the rules above loyalty to Jesus. And what do I mean by that? It, we can nail Jesus to the cross and hurry up and get him down and rush home and keep the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Loyal to the rules, yet not loyal to Jesus. Right. And that's huge. We have to remember that, that doctrine is very important, but it's not separate. You can't separate it from the person, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't. Right. And once we do that and we become loyal to the rules, we're going to get into big trouble because that always comes at a cost. Well, and I think if, if we become loyal to rules, those rules are always outside of us. Right, there are external and forces. Exactly. So we're never um, integrating God's plan of love and life into our beings. We're just making sure that we've got our checklist is is circled and underlined and checked off, so that we can um, assure ourselves that we are, you know, within those rules. We're not out. You know, we're on safe on base. Robot. Right. A robot. robot. Yeah. God doesn't want robots. And so I think that's something that, you know, goes beyond addiction that um, as human beings we can suffer with on a on a ongoing basis. I don't think it's Oh yeah. To... Yeah. And so the would-be judges, the critics, and it's it's harsh language, but are placing themselves on the side of side of Antichrist. Mm. Who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing that himself that he is God. Second Thessalonians two four. Now this is the key to the entire Bible. The devil is not sitting in some building somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sitting in the, I've I've heard people teach that. Right. He's not sitting in. He's sitting between your ears. Mm-hmm. That's the temple of God. We are living stones in the temple. Mm-hmm. This is where the devil wants to set up his temple. He wants us to become gossips and critics and jealous people and envious people and addicts and hateful. And that's he's setting himself up in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And then we think we're running the show. We actually do. I thought when I was an addict that I was running the show. My nature, my depraved nature was running me. Mm-hmm. This is the freedom God is trying to explain to us. Don't let your depraved nature run you. Self-mastery, the last of the fruit of spirit. Right. That's that's where f- true freedom comes from. Right. Um, the sin that, that leads to the most unhappy results is a cold, critical, unforgiving spirit that characterizes Phariseeism. When the religious experience is devoid of love, Jesus is not there. 
the sunshine of his presence is not there. That's so in, true. And so, you know, um, if, if you know Rich's and mine story is we got clean and sober, we, we became churchgoers, and then we became doers of church things. But then it got to the point where it was it was about the rules and the regulations, and we didn't even know how to have relationships with people because we were so busy making sure that we were, you know, doing the things that were asked of us as opposed to really seeking out God and saying, well, what would you have me to do? Exactly. Right. Yeah, you become very busy, and there's no busy activity can supply the lack of Jesus. There may be a wonderful keenness of perception to discover the defects in <laughs> others, but to everyone indulges his spirit, Jesus says, Thou hypocrite, first cast the beam out of thy own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. He who is guilty of wrong is the first to suspect wrong. So it's interesting because I have to admit, I was reading something on um, social media today, and I was thinking, and, and it was somebody I knew when they were talking about something, how bad it was and everything. I thought, well, that was that's kind of rude to think <laughs> bad about that. And then it's like, uh-oh, pull it back, sister, because, you know, you're engaging in the same behavior yeah, as they're yeah. engaging Once in. Once you criticize somebody for criticizing somebody, yeah. you just went on top of them. But but so it, it's such a sneaky, yeah. a sneaky thing to—but um, I'm grateful that, you know, I saw it pretty instant, but it didn't change my my mind. So mm-hmm. I became aware of that what I was doing, but I just kind of went with it for about a half hour. Okay, so you, you went for... I went for it for about a half hour, and I don't know if it was like satisfying some... Well, I know I'm right and they're wrong. Yeah, it's, I'm not it, sure what it was. It's it's that it's that thing, and, and then you got to go through the four stages. Right. Unconsciously incompetent, and we've gone through these stages right. where I'm blowing it and I don't even know it, and then... Uh, consciously incompetent now i'm blowing it but i know it and then we you know then the pro- the pro- the problem needs to get addressed to where we become consciously competent okay i don't do that anymore but i mean yeah it can I'm, really oh yeah it was it, it like can floor you yeah because i was instantaneously well why why are, why are these people saying that that's just terrible because i don't think they realize the value of it and i thought well well there you go there you, you know go. Yeah. Jumped right into the pig pen. Yep. You yeah, know? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's our natures. And, right. And Jesus says, I, I just want so bad for you to be free from from not having to participate in that. And it also uh is freeing on the on the backside of that. Mm-hmm. When someone is criticizing you or harming you, isn't it free to not have to retaliate? Right. To yes. take it. And yes. if someone even calls you a doormat, who cares? Right. Who cares right all we know is we don't have to do that right you know and and it's so it's really nice to not to have to elevate one's own opinion to make one feel better or retaliate when someone else is criticizing us or criticize another aspect totally out of subject mm-hmm. to make ourselves feel better mm-hmm. yeah well they do this you know who you know, and it just goes on and on. It, it's almost like it's all about measuring everything in balances, right? Mm-hmm. Someone's above, I'm below. I got to make sure I'm 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 at least equal with them, or at least a, a little above, a little above. So God knows that I'm, you know, really kind of yeah. trying to be up there, and yeah. and it's all a it's all a hoax. It's it's sick anyway. Yeah. But we all do it. Yes, and some of us are really really good at it. Um, 
I, I was so good at it for so many years to unlearn that behavior has really been a struggle. Right. It's a real struggle. Right. Because you know as well as I do, I know everything. <laughs> I'm thankful God is so gracious with us, and he continues in that restoration process. Yes, to recognize it and, and let God work out that salvation in us, yep. that, that uh, freedom, that self-mastery that he wants us to be free. Mm-hmm. And this is why all this—this this is advice. All of this that Jesus says in all of these— is advice. Right. Get the beam out of yours first. Right. It's all really good advice so right. that, to teach us how to and be And he free. says, and here it is, so you have the freedom to choose. Yep, exactly. Right? Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. Thank you for stopping in with us today. Uh, give us a call, 916-645-1297. We have resources to ship out. We ship them out free uh, to anyone that needs them. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for listening to The Temple of the Mind, Part 2 on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. Thank you for listening, and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Power in